Welcome to Sunshine Talks, where we're inviting vulnerability into our conversations so that we can see more of Jesus and how He redeems the hard and not-so-pretty parts of life. So we may laugh, we may cry, but either way, it'll be real, and you'll know you are not alone. I am Zoe, and I am honored to be your host and to invite you into our conversations. So let's get started. Today on the podcast, we have Lauren Kenny, author of Unshakable and now Baylor alum. Um, I'm so excited for this podcast and this episode. Um, I'm such a big fan of Lauren and she's graciously ag- agreed to come. Um, so Lauren, you want to say hi? What's up, Zoe? Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, so good. Um Okay, so I want our listeners to know who they're listening to. So do you mind telling us your story? Like, how did you um, get to where you are today? Sure. Well, if we haven't met yet, my name is Lauren Kinney. And essentially what I do is help people see past their fear and discover a life of freedom through my writing and blogging. I'm a new author. My book, Unshakable, just came out at the end of May, and it's full of practical, actionable strategies on how to overcome the fear that you've been stuck in for so long and start living in the freedom of who God made you to be. I grew up in Arlington, Texas, and then I moved to Waco a few years ago for college at Baylor. Sikkim, and I just graduated two weeks ago. So Zoe, it's been a really exciting year in my life, full of just a lot of fun things going on. Yeah, that sounds like literally so much, um, but you have rocked it. Um, Yeah, thank you for writing your book, um, because I know it has really, I don't know, like given me more of like confidence um, in just like attacking those fears. Um, and so I am so thankful that you, um, let God use you in that way. Um, but were there any moments where you either like almost or wanted to throw in the towel, like just stay where you were comfortable, like go, um, back to Arlington, like transfer or, um, just stay where you knew was safe and, um, yeah, what you were comfortable in. Yeah, sure. Well, let me tell you a little bit about where the idea of Unshakable came from. So my college experience didn't go at all like I expected. And instead of lifelong friends, social stuff every weekend, a new BFF roommate, I ended up finding myself feeling lonely and afraid and overwhelmed by anxiety. And it was through doing a few things that really... um, started changing my life. It was losing control, showing up even when it's hard, and then overcoming this constant pressure that so many of us feel to be perfect and not living for the approval of them, that things really started to change in my life. But it was dealing with those shattered expectations that left me questioning who I was, who God was, and why I even came to college. Um, Let me tell you a story, Zoe. So during my freshman year, I really wanted to go to this worship night on campus. And I remember I texted about eight people to see if they wanted to go, and every single person had said no. And I remember just feeling so paralyzed by fear. I did not want to show up alone. That was my biggest fear. And I remember God saying, hey, Lauren, you should go. You should go to the thing anyway. So I went anyway. I drove. I was crying on the way there. I looked like a mess. And I remember this event, this worship night was at the Baylor track field. And I remember 
climbing my way up the metal bleachers and just looking for someone who was there alone or looked like they were sitting alone. And so I noticed a girl sitting on the right side of the bleachers and I asked if I could sit by her and she said yes. And so I sat down like secretly hoping I was close enough to where we looked alone, but you know, we weren't actually there together. And I remember as the first song started, I looked next to me and the girl was gone and that was really when I thought, oh, are you freaking kidding me? Why did I even come tonight? I feel so alone. And now this girl has left. This is awful. And so I sat through the whole worship night. And about an hour later, the speaker prayed to end the evening. And he was like, hey, just so everybody knows, it's church night tonight. So if you're a student looking for a church, um, there's ch several church booths outside. Go check them out and see if you know you connect with one. And so I honestly, so it was really the Holy Spirit that just gave me the courage in that moment. I went out and I started talking to a girl at one booth. And I remember she was wearing a plaid shirt and glasses and she stepped out from behind the table to shake my hand. And we had a mutual friend and I ended up saying, hey, would you want to go get coffee? And we went and got coffee. And that girl became my roommate for the next two years of college. And so I tell that whole story because that was a moment where I really wanted to throw in the towel. I wanted to be done. I was so tired of showing up to events and then feeling so alone and feeling like I got punched in the gut every time I went. It was just a reminder that I did feel alone and that I was living in fear. And so I love this story because that girl became my roommate for the next two years. And so just, it's such a great example of God's faithfulness and that God delights when we say yes. And most of the time that means showing up and trusting him. And for every time we decide to show up, there are probably like 50 other times we get in the car and we cry more. We never hit the gas pedal and we cave to this fear, but only God is able to transform this fear into an invitation. And it's an invitation to see more of who he is. It's an invitation to his heart and his love for you. And I think at the end of the day, that starts with showing up and it takes grit. It takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of courage, but the the more real we become, the more Jesus is revealed in our story. Well, I am blown away in just like how God has just redeemed like your story in those like hard moments and those like hard times. Um, to I don't know, like has just grown you so much and um, brought you that friendship and just like redeemed the whole situation. Um, and I, I seriously am just blown away. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're just so vulnerable. Um, even like when you were just talking, um, just as you were vulnerable in your book cover to cover, you were so vulnerable. Um, like how are you able to be so vulnerable when like, I know personally how hard it is to open up and to be real about the hard parts of life. Um, and the not so pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you another story. This is something you have probably never heard from an author ever, but I hate the first four chapters of Unshakable. And it's because of the vulnerability that I was within those first four chapters. They were really hard to write. They're not these picture perfect moments that I wanted to post on Instagram. They don't tell of these lifelong friends I thought I was going to have in my dream college experience. 
And I remember one afternoon I was sitting with my manuscript in front of me and I was reading these first four chapters. And I was so tired of it, Zoe, because they told of roommate conflict, breakup tears. There were so many questions I didn't have answers for and things that were wrong in my life that I didn't know how to make right. And I remember telling a friend earlier that week, listen, I think this book would be awesome if I just scrapped the first four chapters. I'm really afraid that people are going to stick back the book on the shelf before they even get to the good parts of my story. And so, you know, if that's the case, how do I make sure to stay in the good parts of my life? And I remember telling God, hey, God, I want people to read this book, but I really want people to see you in this book. And I'm, I'm low-key afraid they're not even get, gonna get through the first four chapters. And it was in that moment I heard him say, Lauren, I am present in the first four chapters too. And the first time I actually really heard God speak, I was nine and I was riding my bike with one of my younger brothers. And I I remember riding around the neighborhood and I just heard this voice that said, Lauren, you need to go back. You need to go back to the house. And so I I really had no idea um, what it was, but I I heard that and I remember thinking, okay, I need to go back. And I pressed out on the brakes of my bike and my brother and I ended up turning the corner and pulling into our driveway. And um, there stood my dad holding my youngest brother who had just been run over by a truck and I needed to be home. And so since that time, um, that process of recognizing, oh, that was God's voice. I have found his voice to be one I can trust. And people say all the time that God is so good at taking messy and painful and ugly and broken things and turning them into stuff that's good, stuff that's beautiful, that's lovely. But sometimes those unseen things are really, really hard to believe. And so for anyone listening right now that feels like they are stuck in those first four chapters of their life, they're struggling with vulnerability, they don't know how to be um, just upfront with the people in their life and they're hiding in the shadows or they're wearing a mask right now. I want you to know that God is present in your first four chapters too. And you might be thriving in the next eight chapters of your life, or you might be really stuck in a pit right now. But the same God who is showing up in those next eight chapters of your life is the same God who is redeeming the last four that you feel stuck in right now. And to discount those painful parts of my story would be to discount God's goodness and God's grace in my life. And so literally right there on my manuscript, I grabbed a pen and I wrote, he is present in the first four chapters too. And I said this before, I'll say it again. The more real I became, the more Jesus was revealed in my story. And so, you know, you might be in your 20s or your 30s or your 70s listening right now, but God is present. He hasn't left you and he is with you. And the more real you are with him and the people around you, the more he is revealed in your story. Well, thank you for that. I know you're not alone in those um, feelings. Um, And like I know so many people get just so much encouragement from that. Um, they aren't alone and they really can, I don't know, like, yeah, take a pickaxe to their fear. And um, yeah, thank you so much um, for speaking to us um, and just bringing so much truth. Um, how would you say um, we become unshakable in our faith? 
Sure. Well, I think there's a few ways we can become unshakable in our faith. And first, Zoe, it's we have to lose control of the things that we grip most tightly if we really trust who God is, who he says he is. Um, I am a fist clenched kind of girl. I hold on to the things that I love. I want control. I desire control over everything in my life. But these tightly clenched, these sweaty hands are no match for God's safe and holy hands. And so in no way do I deserve this unwavering, relentless pursuit of my heart. And so what a question to be asking ourselves all the time is, why am I not giving God everything I have in return? Why am I not loosening my grip and giving God control every day? That's a daily battle Um, And second, it's okay to ask why. I think we're in a season right now where everybody's asking why. Why did these things happen this year? Why am I handling all of these shattered expectations? Life is not what I thought it was going to be like this year. And it's okay to ask God, hey, why? Why did this happen? Um, God, God really started teaching me that it was okay to ask questions during my freshman year. Um, I remember one point just sitting in my car and yelling and crying and, and being so angry, but having this healthy dialogue, because for so long, I felt afraid to ask God questions of why is this happening? And we have the beautiful freedom to ask anything and everything to God 165 days a year. And he never condemns those questions, no matter how hard. But I think he wants his kids to ask. And, you know, he's constantly reminding me, okay, Lauren, it's okay to not know the answer to all these questions. And I might not give you the exact answers you're looking for, but I know it all. So will you trust me with that? At the end of the day, we can ask all the questions we want, but all God asks is that we trust him. And so it's so funny. I often find myself running to different things. You know, I'll run to my mom or my parents before I run to God. I'll run to a friend. I'll call a friend. I'll text a friend to, you know, figure out a situation before I pray about it. And what's funny is that I always find myself running back to God. And maybe we should just run to him first. And truly, at the end of the day, I think when we let go will actually gain a better grip when we give God full control of the things in our lives. Yeah, I totally agree. Those times that I have um, been like, okay, God, like this just needs to be so perfect. And so like, I am just going to do what I can in my will and my power. Um, it's nowhere near what God can do when we give it to him. So thank you uh, for just bringing at that point. Um Okay. Were there any scripture you held on to um, as you were just dealing with this fear and um, just learning to just give God the control? Sure. Well, Romans 5 was a big passage for me specifically this year and just realizing the grace that God has given us um, just by bringing his son to earth And, you know, as Jesus died on the cross, we had had God's love just poured out on us. Um, Romans 5.5 says, we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. 
Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. And that passage goes on to say in verse 15, it says, but the gift is not like the trespass for if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ overflow to the many. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. That's my favorite line. I'll read it again. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase, the penalty of death might increase, but where our sin increased, Jesus entered the picture and grace increased all the more. I love that. I think when we go through really hard seasons of life, we talked about being in your first four chapters and really feel like you are in the pit right now. I think it is so important to remember that God is sovereign and God sent his son Jesus to to live a you know, to come and be among humans and be within the world and be with sinful people who sin all the time. And, you know, it even says here in Romans 5, where sin increased, where our sin increased, where we were not enough because we are not enough without Jesus, grace increased all the more. Um, one of the things I started doing freshman year, I you know, talked about asking God all of these questions. And one thing I felt like God also said was, Lauren, you know, if you, if you want something, ask for it, like pray, ask. And, you know, um, it, it says that in the Bible, um, just ask, ask, um, and you know, the door will be opened. And so I started writing, getting little sticky notes and I started writing, Lauren, what do you want me to do for you? And every day, um, when I would read my Bible, I would write out five prayer requests that I had. And what's funny, Zoe, is I was flipping through my Bible last night and just seeing the sticky notes from three years ago is amazing. And, you know, God did not answer all of those, you know, prayer requests um, that I had in the way that I wanted. But man, there was just redemption seen in every request I had, um, you know, over the past three years. And so, it's been so cool just to see how God is sovereign and God has fought on my behalf for the past 21 years of my life. What makes me think that will ever stop? It won't. Wow. Such truth. Yeah. I, that is so sweet to still have those and to look back and be like, God was there just as you said, and like God was still in those four, those four chapters and he has always, he's been in every chapter and just to look at that um, is amazing. Just to be reminded of God's faithfulness, and He He does redeem. He takes the ugly and not so pretty and makes something beautiful out of it. Um, okay, so did those um, truths that you hold held on to affect your time at Baylor? I know you just graduated, but um, did that did your the rest of your time look any different? Yeah, absolutely. I think once I started um, doing a few things, it was showing up even when it's uncomfortable. It was overcoming that constant pressure I felt to be perfect all the time. I remember walking around campus and feeling like everyone else had it all together and I was going to crumble at any moment. Um, but it was really that vulnerability that started um, 
just when I dropped the mask, Zoe, that was when I started to, you know, see people for who they were and see myself for who I was. I remember when I met the girl and I um, met at the worship night, we met for coffee a few weeks later. And I remember sitting across the table from her and making a conscious decision to drop the mask and, and tell her, Hey, I am really struggling with this, this, and this. And I am, I'm not really doing okay right now. Um, you know, can you, can you pray for me? And I remember in that moment being so scared to say those things because I was afraid she might get up from the table and run away. And she totally could in that moment. And she decided not to thankfully. Um, but it was in, it was in those moments of conquering that fear that led to that freedom that I knew you know, so many things are uncertain right now. And obviously I think we've learned in 2020, we can't always control what is happening around us, but we can control how we react. And that was also a really key principle for me during my time at Baylor. Um, but really right now, you know, it is so easy to blame others for the things that we can't perfectly handle in our lives, the things we can't control. And so I have really started this year to start thanking God for more things than I was asking of God. And so instead of, you know, waking up and um, normally this is how it go. I would wake up and I would say, God, please help me do well on my test today that I have not studied for. Instead of starting the day like that, um, I've really been challenged this year to thank God. Hey God, thank you for the joy of waking up this morning. Thank you for the beautiful weather outside. Thank you for the food that is in my fridge today. Thank you for letting me record a podcast with Zoe today because she is making a major impact for your kingdom. And so I think it's this choosing thankfulness overplaying the blame game, what I like to call it, of blaming other people for the things that we can't control. Choosing thankfulness is huge. And I think the worst thing that we can do right now, especially when we are caught in these, you know, first four chapters, these pits, these rough seasons in our lives, the worst thing we can do is believe that it's wasted time. And I see so many people in their 20s doing that right now. We all wanna skip to 2021. Let me tell you, there is nothing magical about January 1st. Um, and the habits that we are creating right now are the ones that are going to carry over. And there's also no such thing as wasted time in the kingdom of God. You know, we look at the lowest of lows and the most victorious moments in the Bible. We can look at Esther's time in the king's castle. We can look at Paul and Silas's time in prison. And God is still moving, even though it felt like wasted time. Um, I posted a picture of myself on Instagram a few months ago, and it's a picture that actually took me, you know, a few months to post. I think we all have some photos like that, that we just want to keep to ourselves because they're so special. Um, but it was a picture of me in last February sitting in my car and I was beaming. I had my fist in the air because in that moment, I felt like I was winning for the first time in my life. And I had just done my first podcast interview about Unshakable and I just felt alive. And I love that picture because it just reminded me of what it feels like to win. But truly, I don't feel like that all the time. I think this year I have felt a mix of loss, of grief, of disappointment, of excitement, of joy, of sentiment as I graduated, but this time isn't ever wasted. And so even in those high moments and low moments, just to know that God is with me 
and he has been fighting on my behalf for the past 21 years of my life. He is still fighting for me day in and day out, and he is worthy to be trusted. Yes, he is. I, yeah, um, this year has been hard, and I know that you have been through so much too. Um, and just to be reminded that thankfulness is, I don't know, like it definitely kind of like when you start thinking, like you cannot, like when you start thinking of all that God has done and all that you have to be thankful, like it's so hard to be like, oh, like why don't I have this? You know, like why can't I do this? And um, like those feelings are valid, that disappointment and, you know, like all the emotions that we felt um, this year, but still like God has been faithful and thank you for sharing that story. I just like how that has looked for you. Um, yeah. Um, so you just graduated from Baylor. Um, you just said like what God, what's God teaching you now that you're like going through graduation? Well, you've already graduated, but, um, just looking to the next season, um, what does that look like for you? Sure. God has been teaching me a ton just about trusting him, obviously, and especially when circumstances are totally out of our control. Obviously, graduation looked a lot different, but um, there is something so sweet about just being with family and immediate friends and uh, just never taking anything for granted, especially as just the last um semester Baylor wrapped up. It was a really just sweet season of, you know, just remembering all that God has done on Baylor's campus for me. It represents a lot. Every time I leave campus, I try and go by my freshman dorm and just pray. So I'll pull in front and I probably look so dumb, like I'm picking up somebody, but I just sit there and I pray for the students in that dorm that they would not live in fear and start living in the freedom of who God made them to be. But really, Zoe, just thankfulness um, has been so important into my life this year and thanking God for the hard things that I went through because that is, that's what made it into unshakable. I mean, that, that was what taught me and now gets to help a lot of people who read the book. And so it's been so encouraging just to hear so many stories of people reading it and taking these practical actionable strategies on how to conquer that fear and anxiety that they've been stuck in for so long and start living in the freedom of who God made them to be. It's been so awesome. So I'm, I'm so excited just about um, starting a new year and all that God is going to do in the next year. And who knows? I don't know. I might have a next book coming out. We'll see within the next few years. I'm excited um, just to keep writing and keep encouraging people. It's been really fun. Yeah. Well, we'll be so ready um, to read the next book. Um, but yeah, you were amazing. I am so thankful for you and um, how you've let God use you. Um, seriously amazed. Um, but okay, real quick, how can listeners connect with you? Um, and then where can someone find Unshakable? 
Yeah, absolutely. You can buy a copy of Unshakable on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And as a special bonus, if you're looking for new ways to grow your faith, maybe you're a college student or you're a mom or you're in your 70s or 80s, doesn't matter. If you are looking for new ways to grow your faith, you can go to thelaurenkinney.com and get a free five-day devotional off my website. Totally free, um, just for your listeners. And I really hope that just helps you um, take a pickaxe to your fear and start living in the freedom of who God made you to be. And I will put um, a link in the comments of this episode. Um, so then you can, listeners can find that um, pretty easily. Um, but thank you so much, Lauren. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Zoe. I pray you are encouraged today from our conversation and that you leave more confident to take a pickaxe to your fear and live a life of freedom. God doesn't want or need the perfect you. He simply wants your heart. You are seen and you are loved deeply, my friend. If there's anything I can do for you or you simply want to connect, DM me on our Instagram at sunshine underscore talks for as in the number you. I would love to get to know you. I want to know you by name. I want to know your story. I want to know you deeply. But an episode will be posted every Wednesday. So seriously, if you need anything, just let me know and just DM me on that page and I will get back to you as soon as possible. But I love you and I hope that you have a fantastic week knowing that you don't have to live in a spirit of fear and that you are loved deeply by a father who sent his son to die on the cross for you um, so that he could redeem your story. Um, But I love you and I will see you next week.